What up, dude? There he is. I missed you, man. Ah, same here. How, it looked like you had a blast up there. Yeah, we had a good time. A lot of work. I mean, gosh, I, I say that, and then I think about the things we did. I was going to say. Not really work, but like it, it was hard work. I don't know how to explain that. Now, okay, start with this. I've yeah. never run in the sausage race, or they had one down in Texas where it was like Daniel Boone, where he wore the – those things are heavier than people think, right? very heavy and awkward and you know honestly i'm a big strong guy you know i lift weights chris i run yeah. it was difficult for me i'm just imagining what someone like you know jimmy or jake had to deal with i really feel bad for them um but it was fun we had a good time obviously everyone saw the video the fall heard around the world unreal you know, now jake's saying that he won the race when i won the oh. race and people are saying no, no, I was, he didn't say he won the race he won the race People are saying I false started, all this. There's a lot of talk, Chris. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> They're talk. trying to take your title away, champ. You, you know, you can't let them do that. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, before we start, I want to just give a shout-out. Today is 824. It is Kobe Day. So I do have all my Kobe stuff on. Um, yesterday was his birthday, actually. Yeah. So just a shout-out to the Mamba. I know he's watching over all of us. Um, and, yeah. We always got to keep uh, Kobe and all the lessons he taught us right here. Very good. 824 day. Yes. Uh, it's also the day where the Yankees tried for 11 wins in a row. They won yeah. the opener of a brief two-game set down in Atlanta. So the Yankees continue to flex. Would you make them right now the favorite to beat any other AL contender in a series? Shoot, you know, they're playing really well right now, and <clears throat> I, got, I spent a lot of time with some Yankees fans, so we did, like, optimal lineup. Their optimal lineup is really, really good. And then Cole's doing well. Um, Monty pitched well was that last night. Uh, Answer Tadion's the question. Been doing well. Are they going to be a favorite? Against most teams, yeah. I, I would say not against Tampa. I would say Tampa's still the one that, that they would maybe not be favored. We're talking Vegas right now. They still have a losing record against Tampa uh, during the year. Don't ask me how Tampa matches up with them and how it, it, it all works, but it works. Yeah. you know. But anybody else, I think they might be a favorite, Chris. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, although I think they would be a betting favorite against Tampa just because people see the name Yankees. It's like they see the name Cowboys sure. in the NFL, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, I love them. So you're saying so, the, the book is playing will play tricks on people for sure. Totally, totally. Yeah. Now the Yankees are seven and nine against the Rays this year, and they finished with a three game set. Yeah, I don't think it'll decide the American League East, but it sure would be fun for baseball fans if it did. Those last three days, um, I would make the Yankees a favorite. I think against every team, okay. the White Sox scare me a little bit. If I were a White Sox fan, and we talked about this recently, because they're just waltzing to the AL Central crown. When they play good teams, for whatever reason, they're having a tough time ramping yeah. up. And, and so, you know, you can't just flip a switch in October and all of a sudden you, you're ready to go. They need something to push them. And I don't know if that's, you know, believing that we need to go get the number one seed. And so we need to take every series seriously. I can't wait to talk to Giolito again because I think that's something that we have to discuss with him. But I would make the Yankees a favorite against Houston, Oakland, the White Sox, Boston, Tampa is the coin flip. Yeah, Houston to me is also where I'm on the fence yep. uh, mm -hmm. right there. But Yankees looking good. And you know what? 
after what I watched some of the Yankees games, listening to David Cohn talk about this a little bit as well. The wise guy might need to start being in the ninth inning for them. Yep. Might he's be. that good. He's nasty. He's nasty. All right. Uh, Padres on the outside looking in as they start a critical set against the Dodgers tonight. They made a pitching coach change. Larry Rothschild is out because Jace Tingler, the manager, said, by the way, he said it was my decision. I've been thinking about this the last two weeks. We need a new voice. Do you buy that? Not really. I mean, it sounds scapegoatish. I know a lot of people have put that together. Uh, Padres up in uh, – Buster only put out a good tweet. Padres up until June 14th. 2.97 team ERA. After that, you know, it's been up in the high fours. And Is that because Larry Rothschild's voice isn't the right voice? I don't know. Is it because some of the guys are maybe um, taking steps back and there's been some injuries? Probably that. But you know how it goes in this league. There needs to be someone to take the fall. Usually it's a hitting coach uh, or a pitching coach first, and then, you know, we'll see what happens after that. I think it's. I think it could be a little bit of both, though. I mean, he he's been around the game for a long time. He's very knowledgeable. But you know, when you're dealing with you know a, a, a younger game, younger kids, you know, maybe there maybe a new voice is needed because everyone's going to teach around the same things, Chris. There's not some guy that just has the answers, but it's the ability to make you see or make you like that key word. Like you have to be able to define that in every single player, and maybe maybe Larry doesn't have that right now. That's pure speculation. Okay. Well, that's the problem. Everybody on the chat is like, Larry Rothschild sucks at his job. How the hell do you know? How yeah. do you know? You don't even know what a pitching coach does. So stop. That's enough. First <laughs> half of the season, their bullpen was great. It was great, right? Starters did their job. Now, Blake Snell, his numbers actually in August have been pretty good. But do you know that in only two of his last 11 starts, has he worked at least six innings? I know Blake Snell's always been a high pitch count guy and ha doesn't give you great length in games, but man, when your bullpen needs a breather, you got to go out and say, "Screw it, hop on my back." I'm giving you seven tonight. That hasn't happened. Darvish, injured list. Weathers. Now this might be the problem. If I'm going to guess, they wanted a guy like Weathers to take an opportunity in the starting rotation. His last five starts since the trade deadline have been atrocious, an ERA over 14. So when one of your young up-and-coming studs isn't able to grab the reins, is that something they would look to and say, hey, listen, we've entrusted you with this young bull. Deliver. That's, that's what happens with hitting coaches and pitching coaches. A lot of times, like, if you have a wave of guys that have come up together, uh, now they're at the big league level – that voice that they're used to that's like propelled them to the big leagues, sometimes that guy will get brought up as well because right. that's their voice. Right. You know, so look, pitching coach and hitting coach never want to be that. Those are the most, those are the, the carousel of jobs that, you know, in and out, <laughs> right. in and out. The revolving door, I think is the right word. Yep. Uh, bench coach, though. If, <laughs> let me tell you people, if you want to be a major league coach, be a bench coach. They never get any of the blame. Good call. And you just get to sit there and you're like, Double yeah. switch. Yeah. <laughs> Open my chart up. Let me see. <laughs> but look, I don't know, man. I, I know Yankee fans don't like, you know, Larry Rothschild. I saw a lot of that on Yankee Twitter last night. Um, but I players gotta play. Players gotta do it. You know, exactly. and when they don't perform, a lot of times that's the the end result is a hitting coach or a pitching coach being And I've said this a few times recently. This team was shell shocked when they thought they were getting Scherzer and they didn't. That was like a turning point. <laughs> yeah. I, I think 
at the end of the season, when it all plays out, if you were to honestly ask the guys in the clubhouse, did that have an impact on you? And you gave them some truth serum. I bet you that they will say yes. Just that's my guess. All right, let's move on. Bullpens blowing it for American League wildcard contenders. Red Sox blew a ninth inning lead, but came back to win in extras thanks to Travis Shaw's walk-off grand slam. A's blew another ninth inning lead last night and lost to the Mariners. Good for Seattle, which is trying to stick around. Which bullpen is shakier right now? Which one do you trust less? Probably the A's, but I kind of like both of these bullpens. So, like, you, you know, like them? Maybe some recency bias. I know Trevino's now giving up two ninth yeah. inning homers. That's tough, but he's still got nasty stuff. I know. So, uh, I kind of trust both of them to figure it out. I will say this. I've been kind of like going through them after you sent me the question. Garrett Whitlock, we don't talk about this guy at all. Like rookie of the year kind of guy. I think Verdugo even tweeted that out. Like what he's been doing is pretty cool. And yes, he's done maybe, maybe he starts to get some opportunities at the back in the bullpen. He's 25 years old. He's got a one six Chris in 60 innings. That's a full season for a relief. 60 innings is a full season for a reliever. And this guy's got a one six. Rookie season. Um, I trust the Red Sox bullpen more, but I, I, I think both of them will figure it out. They've, been, the good all, they've been good all year. Uh, now, I know. Uh, and you know in Boston, when things go sideways because of that ballpark, man, if you lose a little bit of confidence there, it could be a shit show. Matt Barnes was an all-star. He has really struggled this month. He's got an ERA yeah. over 12. Um, that happens. It, it does. You know, guys just – they're gassed at this point of year. And particularly coming off a 60-game season, these guys just have so much wear and tear on them. I think he can rebound. I still like Oakland's bullpen a little bit more. Okay. Um, this is how they've made their run over the last few years. Remember when they made at the trade deadline, they totally revamped their bullpen, used that as a catapult to get into the postseason. I still think they're going to be okay. If I was Boston, if I'm a Boston fan, it's a little shaky for me. Like I need to put on a double seat belt, one of those double seat belts. A yeah, you know, yeah, I guess, you know, Oakland does have some guys that I really like, like Puck. He also gave up a home. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I really did. like that guy. Yeah. Um, and then and then a bunch of dudes have just been around the league for so long. Petit and Romo and Deekman and right. even Dale Esquera. Like, I've known that guy forever. Yeah, veteran doing it. I yeah. love it. Okay. They'll be fine. Both of those bullpens will be okay. We can agree one franchise that is not fine is the Baltimore Orioles. And I hate talking about it. But they could suffer their 19th consecutive loss. That has not happened in the major leagues since the 05 Royals. Tonight, they take on an old friend in Dylan Bundy who might give him a gift. I don't know. It, are you more embarrassed or sad for the organization? <laughs> this, this, this hurts. Come on, man. Um, I am, I'm more sad. I'm more sad for them. You know, they are in a rebuild. They do have the worst record in baseball, so they are going to, you know, collect that top spot in the draft, which is kind of what teams that are rebuilding want to do. Um, and then on the surface level, if you look at their farm system, they're ranked number two in all of baseball right now. So you're, you're, you're saying, like, this is great. But then I follow Britt Durali, who's, you know, a beat writer for, you know, I don't know if she's a beat writer for no, the Orioles anymore. She's a columnist for the Athletic. Those yeah, but she, she's very much tapped into Orioles land still right she says and, and retweeted something about how yeah they have the number two farm system but the pitching in that is very like top yeah. heavy and and bare 
So yep. it's, it's kind of a facade there. And that's scary to me because you need to have some pitching coming up if you want to get back in the swing of things and compete. They're in the freaking AL East. You know, like we got Rushman coming up, and I think Grayson Rodriguez is another one of their top prospects. So they have some, some really good people coming. Mm. But if you don't have that pitching, like here's something I found interesting, Chris. They let go of Connor Green, local L.A. dude. Those like a hundred. They let him go. The Dodgers scooped him up real quick. He pitched some meaningful innings for the Dodgers. Now the Dodgers had a roster crunch, um, and the Orioles took him back. They claimed him from the Dodgers. So like they saw, like they made a mistake, brought him back. Clearly, they need some help. Um, I'm sad for them that are going through this because Baltimore is such a good baseball town, and they should be good. And when they're good, it's really, really fun there. Uh, I just hope that all this talk about their prospect ranking being fluffed up, I hope that's not true. I hope they come up and they got a few years. Listen. But baseball is better when, when the Orioles are good. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy that. I mean, it, listen, they've got – their fans are fine. It's not like I sit and I wait for the Baltimore Orioles to be good because that's going to affect how major league baseball rolls. I don't buy that. I'm a little pissed off, to be honest with you. Okay. Like enough of this shit where you suck. At some point, you have to own it as an organization. I feel bad for the players because anybody that thinks the players are into this whole tanking thing do not understand pro athletes at all. Those guys bust their ass to win every day. They know they suck. And that's got to be a hard thing when you walk on the field and you're like, it ain't a fair fight. Like, we brought knives to a gunfight. It's not going to work. The organization should be totally embarrassed. You cannot ask people to pay major league prices to watch this night after night and year after year. I get it, a season here and there, you're going to have a slip-up. It has been years since this team, yeah. this organization, has put out a credible product. And this whole – Ken Rosenthal wrote a great column on the Orioles because he covered the worst Orioles team ever, the one that started 0-21 in 1988. This is sad. It's embarrassing. This should stop happening. we got to penalize teams for the tanking. It is not fair to do to your fan base. I've had enough of this shit, and I'm not an Orioles fan. Sucks. Yeah, you know, I'm looking back at their like win totals for the last couple seasons. They're yeah, go, back, go back to 2016, I believe, for the last winning season. Right, and that's the vision I have of the Orioles, man. When they were, they were, you know, 2014, 96 wins, first in the AL East. Like pace was rocking, man. Um, they need to get back to that. It's horrible. And by the way, this whole tanking thing, I know people point to the Astros and the Cubs. I really believe those are anomalies because yeah. you can't that, that, predict yes. in a baseball draft how a 17-year-old Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me make a point again. What? Can I make a point on the Orioles? This is to the players. You know I'm always very – the players, I, I, keep them, I keep them high on a pedestal. But listen, if you're a player, pro player, if you're a Baltimore Oriole, you're probably getting an opportunity right now that you wouldn't get in any other organization. Okay, your team is not doing your team is not doing well. Like you know, you're getting an opportunity that you wouldn't get anywhere else. So make the most of it. Don't go there with your head down because we're going to lose another game. Like you got to. I I went through this. I probably got opportunities maybe I shouldn't have because our team wasn't good. You got to make the most of them. Right. Can't, you can't just be like, woe is me, we're on a bad team, show up, do nothing. Like, go work your ass up so you can be a part of a good team. Right. 
And by the way, they do have some good players. Cedric Mullins has been off the charts. Of course. Right? Ryan Montcastle, I thought, has played extremely well. Trey Mancini is the story of the year in baseball, hands down, in my opinion. Santander has been okay. It's just, they're tough to watch. And it's not fair. You're asking people to pay good money to go in and watch that night after night. That ain't good. All right, last one. Uh, you weren't involved in the only uh, controversial race. The freeze in Atlanta made up a ton of ground on dude who about 10 feet from the finish line stumbled. Now, I've watched this about five or 10 times. <laughs> Is something fishy going on here? Do you think the dude took a fall? I don't really know. I I watched it a few times, too. It does look like he's just cruising, and then, like, he stutter steps and falls. But right? There's, it's it's cooler to beat the freeze, not to fall and get the, the laughter and, you know, all that That's stuff. my point. Do you think he was in on it? I don't know. I'm getting a knock on my door. Hey, leave me alone. Hey, tell tell Jake to, to get to butt out. We're busy. <laughs> One second, Jake. How many hey, how many of your kids are taller than Jake? Oh my god. None yet. Soon. It's very, that day is fastly approaching. Come on, Teddy, get there. I don't know, man. Uh I don't think he fell on purpose. There's that doesn't make sense, man. Why would you want to fall? Like it's so cool to beat the freeze. Does anybody out there think? Or am I just Am I uh, playing the controversy card here a little too much? I, I don't know. I, could, I think I can beat the freeze. Stop. You get such Stop. a you get such a head start. Well, because you're a former pro athlete, we're going to have to cut down on the head start you would get. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people are saying it was just a good jump in the sausage race. Yeah. Was that fun, though? It was fun. We had a great time. Brewers really rolled out the red carpet for us. So we um, we had a, an awesome, awesome time. Yeah. And all the fans showed up, man. We had a lot of people coming up to us, pictures, autographs, all that good stuff. Hey, you're a big superstar, dude. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I understand. All right, what do you have coming up on John Boy? So because I was gone all weekend, I'm going out right now to film an episode of Sequence. We'll try to get it out later today. If it doesn't come out today, it'll come out tomorrow. Um, the boys are going to film Talking Baseball today without me. They're going to do it with Ian Happ. They're in Chicago with him. Oh, cool. Um, so they'll do that. And, man, I'm just getting back uh, acclimated at home. Got to get, get ready for the, the Little League season that's about to start up here. Oh. Fall, fall ball. Got it. Got what about it. you? Uh, well, we released uh, Rose Rotation yesterday with Pete Moylan. Great storyteller, nice. man. He's like, he's like one of the five best storytellers in baseball history. So it was a lot of fun. His journey was ridiculous to make it to the major leagues. Um, so that's out there. Uh, prepping for a couple of podcasts on Wednesday and Thursday, but I'm continuing my work in, in Las Vegas. Do you, do you like my artwork, by the way, that I have in my Yeah, hotel? I like it. See, now you're, now you're there. You look like you're in Jimi Hendrix's hotel room. What up, bro? Yeah. So it's day two. Is that uh, how Jimi Hendrix talked? Uh, it's day two of BattleBox. So it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a ton of fun. We had some uh, technical snafus. The power grid went out where we're shooting. Oh, no. Yeah, so we were about two and a half hours behind schedule, which if anybody knows anything about shooting uh, a tape show like this where you have a limited number of days, everybody gets into panic mode. But Are you out there straight break. for two weeks? Yeah. Just you? Uh, no, Michelle and Brady are coming today. They're going to spend my off days with me. Nice. We're going to hang out. Yeah, they're going to come to a session. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll take some good videos about what we're doing. I'm going to be hanging out by the pool one day. 
just like this. <sighs> I might come to Vegas and say what's up to you. Hey, why not? We 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 rented a cabana tomorrow, mm-hmm. so come on. All right, I'll think about it. Yeah, you're not thinking about it. That's cool. All right, uh, we're back at it again tomorrow. I think we're going to go back to 11.30, 8.30. You let All me right. know, man. I appreciate you. You I tell me what to do. I'll show up. It's good to have you back, brother. Thank you. I saw Ashley did a great job yesterday. She did. Yeah. She did. She she's loves, the best. She loves hanging out, and she's very fun. Funny. She talks a lot of shit about me, but... Yeah, I know. But it's all in love. All in yeah. love. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Let us see, Rosie.